Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Good afternoon and Merry Christmas to all. Welcome to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. This is a special live edition, mid-morning, actually end of morning edition, late morning edition, I should say. Uh, you're listening, you're watching live. Hey, thanks for thanks for stopping by. Uh, as always, we're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media here in the local capital region. Uh, just before we go on and bring my special guests on, just want to remind you about our social channels right down here below. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. And on YouTube, it's YouTube.com slash at NoCredsREQ. On the podcast side, give us a listen on our home base, which is Spreaker, but you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you podcast. And you can rate and review we will read your review on the air. And as always, you can also engage with the show, no matter where you're listening or watching, actually, if, on, if you're on YouTube or on Twitter right now, because we're both on Twitter and on YouTube, engage with the show. Leave your comments. And actually, I'll, I'll bring in, I'll bring in the, uh, the nice uh, harpy sound right now. So yeah, leave your comments there. All right, that's enough of that. So I'm going to bring in my guest, the crew from Honorado and Company, the best-looking couple in sports media in the Capital Region, I got to say. Chris Honorado and Ashley Miller. Ryan, man, don't you know you don't ever want to read the comments? But you know oh, that. I read the comments. I read yeah. the comments. Never read the comments. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got Chris Honorado, Ashley Miller from Honorado and Company, Friends, how are we doing today? We're, We're good, man. Bro, I'm in full vacation mode here. No yeah, shave. Look at that. Right? I mean, I'm not even going to remove yeah. the hat because you do not want to really see <laughs> hey. the wildness of the hair. Hey, but. at least you got hair. Man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I got this woolly beard. That's all I got. That's all I got. I love it. love it. But we're going to talk. We're doing, we're doing an end of morning show is a special show because i had the week off from work too so i figured i'll Good reach you, out dude. to ashley reach out to chris let's do a show let's get some let's get a show going and we'll have a mid we'll have a late morning talk show on a tuesday on a random tuesday nice in december 
Meanwhile, I'm in the ma- I'm in the bathroom doing my makeup till like five seconds before, and then I have to go to work after this. So you boys enjoy your vacation. We will. We will. We will. Absolutely. So we got some pretty good topics coming up. We're going to talk about the biggest stories from NFL Week 15. We're going to do a little bit of the spending spree in the in, in Major League Baseball, and we'll do some Capital Region headlines too because we got some. You got good stuff going on in the Capital Region, don't we? Yeah, no doubt. Sports-wise, both professionally and in the college scene, too. Yep. So let's start off with the biggest sports stories or the biggest stories from NFL Week 15. And I I mentioned this to Ashley yesterday. I kind of want to be – I do want to be flexible with the topics, but with the World Cup, all the NFL action, yes, all the NFL action this weekend from that huge – the Minneapolis Miracle Part 2, that Patriots uh, Raiders ending, and just in general – NFL was this one of the best sports weekends probably in the history of ever (laughs) and it felt like it felt like a good one the history of ever might be tough for me there's what is the time of year when it's like you have all four major sports going Mm -hmm. on at the same time October playoffs like that for me is a lot of fun but in terms of just like one big weekend it, it was a good – I mean, it's the best NFL weekend we've had all season okay. and in a long time. And and yep. we've never had a better men's World, World Cup, Cup final. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, in the history That's of good. ever, I don't know, but um, – <laughs> Pretty good. But that was, a, that was a damn good Sunday. I know that. Like, I mean, 10 a.m., Argentina, Cup. France, which was just out of your – out of uh, – when it was two nothing, Ryan, I'm like, well, this thing's over, and okay, yep. maybe France gets one, and then they get the PK in the 81st minute, and okay, it makes it close and fun. But Mbappe is just a monster. He's just yeah. you can't account for really what he's going to be capable of doing, no matter how much time is left. He has a hat trick. It's only the second hat trick ever in a men's World Cup final. And you go back to like yep. the 30s to find the other one. Oh, it was um, 1958, Pelo. Okay. So, you know, it's like... uh, Way to have your stats. Yeah, I mean, Sunday was awesome. (laughs) And it's on the heels of, um, like you called it, the the largest comeback ever in an NFL game. 33 points down, Minnesota was. Followed up with a nightcap of Buffalo winning uh, a wild one in the snow late on a Saturday. Like, that was pretty darn good. No, it was good. There was great college hoops on Saturday. Like there, there was a lot going on. I just love the time of year when you've got all, all four major sports. You've got and college and college bowl season kicked off. Well, no pun intended, but it kicked off this weekend. Nobody's watching those games. Right. Unless you're you're in a pool, unless you're in a pool. pool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a pool. So that's a good way to do it. I'm definitely paying attention for sure. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, Locally here, we got we got four teams. We got the Bills, Giants, Jets, and the Patriots. It's tough to say who had the best weekend out of all four of these teams. I would argue probably the Giants had the best yeah. weekend out of four all four of those teams. So I, I want to get your feelings on it. The Giants had to win that game on Sunday night. Are they starting to separate themselves from the rest of the wild card pack? Or are they still are they still need to win a couple games? Yeah, I think they still need to win a couple games. I mean, they're they're two up on Washington with three to play, which is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they did some things in that game against Washington that that maybe they they haven't done in past years certainly, but maybe they haven't even done this season. Like they made plays when they needed to. And listen, we can talk all day about the non-pass interference. It should have been pass interference on the final play. But ultimately, Washington needs to score a touchdown and a two-point conversion just to force overtime. 
there are a lot of what ifs that happen in that scenario. But I think they did a, a lot of really good things. Saquon Barkley was pretty much back. They used him in the Wildcat, which I, I think they don't do enough. And then when Saquon no. Barkley is running well, you saw it. On the the rare times when they play call for Daniel Jones, it works like a charm because he sticks it in Saquon's mm-hmm. belly and then bootlegs out. And, and there's nobody there because you have to stay true to the run when you have a guy like Saquon Barkley. I just think – and their defense was great. Their defense yeah. forced two fumbles. Kayvon Thibodeau yeah. looked like the guy that they drafted fifth mm-hmm. overall. He's, start, so he's starting to feel it now. He's starting this, to feel it. This feels – it felt like a really big weekend for the Giants just in terms of they had to get the win, obviously, but it certainly makes their playoff chances look that much brighter. But yeah, I do think that they still have work to do in terms of kind of cementing their spot and just being – just looking like a playoff team. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, you can back your way into the playoffs in a bad division. We've seen it happen before. This is a good division, but yeah. it doesn't mean that everyone's a good team that's going to get in. Yeah, and, and the Giants schedule looks like this. They're at Minnesota, who is not as good as their record looks. No. They're not as good. I mean, we saw it had to come back from 33 down to clinch the division the other day. Then you have the Colts at home. Winnable game. Mm-hmm. Winnable game. And then you have the Eagles, which we're not sure which version of the Eagles we're, we're going to see on the last day of the season. On January 8th, are we going to see a, a version of the Eagles that's going to rest their starters because they've clinched they've clinched the playoff spot they just need to clinch the division they got to do that i think next week against uh dallas and then even jill and hurts being hurt right are we even gonna see an say. eagles team that has its starting quarterback in the mvp of the league this year like I, yeah i don't know i mean and you know i know that the bottom line so we're talking about the four regional teams here but the biggest storyline of course out of week 15 is is jalen hurts if the giants don't make the playoffs um then they've lost all three because Ash just laid it out about the advantage they have currently over Washington. Yes, they would lose a tiebreak with Detroit because the Lions beat them at the Meadowlands. But um, Washington goes to San Francisco in Week 16. Commanders aren't winning that game. Oof, no, if Brock not. Purdy could yeah. play poorly, and he's played well, he could play poorly, and that that Niners defense is good enough to keep the Commanders at like 14 points. So. I don't see Washington winning that game. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a Washington team that would be, what, 7-7-1. Seven, seven, and one. You're not getting in the playoffs. Um, Detroit's going to win at least one of their final three games and, and maybe even two of them. So if, if the Giants don't get in, it's because they've lost every single one of their remaining games. The Giants are in the playoffs at, at this point, to, to me. I, I, they would have to catastrophically flame out here. You cannot lose to the Colts at home. Colts are a bad football team. And I don't know what that says about the Vikings going down 33 nothing to them, but they're a bad team. And and having lost that big of a lead, like would it surprise you if the Colts just kind of lay down for everybody at this point? Jonathan Taylor's out for the year. You cannot lose that game at home to the Indianapolis Colts. It's a bad team. If you're a playoff team the way the Giants should be, you have to win week 17 against Indy. I was going to say, but you could lose two of those three. You could, but you yeah. still get in because yeah. you're going to be nine – Six and one, nine, seven and one, nine, seven nine, and one. Yeah, you're in. You're in at that point in the NFC because uh, the best Detroit can be is ten and seven. So you, you'd get in. You'd get in. Right now, moving on to Buffalo. Buffalo had a pretty good weekend too. They had to fight to come back against Miami, mm-hmm. but they win in a walk off. They're this close to winning the AFC East, which was, which is a tougher battle than what a lot of people expected Miami Miami was 
better than I think. I think they were they were at least one year better. They should than they should be. New England is New England. They're gonna fight, but they're not gonna they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs this year. And, the, and my New York Jets, we'll get to them in, in just a couple of minutes, uh, are doing a lot better than a lot of people think. Although they're kind of fading in the in, in the backstretch here. But for Buffalo, you're you're two wins away from clinching the, the number one spot in the AFC East. Get the all important first round bye. You'll have home field advantage throughout the playoffs in your division. How big was this win for the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, I mean, I think it was really big. I, I think people, the thing with the Bills, and I've learned this through doing our picks on Honorado and Company Rye, is do not bet the Bills to cover. Hmm. Bet them to win, <laughs> mm-hmm. but don't bet them to cover. I don't know that they've covered all season long. I learned this the hard way because I picked them to cover maybe the first, like, weeks two to five or something, and they they never covered. And then every week I've gone against them, and it's paid off for me. So I, I just think they haven't been as impressive as people thought because they have all of this firepower, and people mm-hmm. just expected them to come out and be world beaters. And we saw it for a couple weeks early on in the season, and, and I just feel like people are maybe – people are hypercritical of them for the way that they don't win games. You know what I mean? The way that they win games but don't do it super impressively. Uh, the the Dolphins are a good team, uh, but again, I think we've seen the roller coaster that is Tua Tagovailoa. Whether you get the good version of him or the not good version of him, that's mm-hmm. how that team is going to go. If Tua plays like he can play, uh, I think it's a playoff team. If he plays as bad as he did two weeks ago, they'll get blown out in the playoffs. So I, it's it's an important game for the Bills because it's a division game. That's what it comes down to. It puts them in the place that they need to be, and and they beat a good. Miami team. I think it was a huge win. This is, these are the fun arguments we get to have here at home. Yeah. This was a huge win, not because of the division, but because you cannot go to Kansas City in January and win a game. We, we've seen it before. They win right. regular season games against the Chiefs, and it doesn't matter if it's in Buffalo or Kansas City. It's different in January. I don't care what anybody says. You win in Kansas City in October, that means nothing. It means nothing for what you're going to potentially do in the postseason. So, uh, yes, you have to. The first thing you have to do is win the division, but they're going to do that. Even had they lost Saturday night to Miami, they were going to win the division at some point. So to me, it's all about keeping that number one seed. And the, the thing that scares me about the one seed is the bye, because mm-hmm. I hate. Let's say, right, let's say somehow they have it wrapped up by week uh, 18. Mm-hmm. God, I, mm-hmm. it's, so, it's still so strange. Yeah, that that. It's, it does seem strange. What, what do you yeah. do if you're Sean McDermott? And Brandon Bean, do you say, hey, we're gonna we don't want to risk Josh Allen being injured? Do we rest him maybe just for the second half? Okay, well, now you're talking about you know a half a game and a full week of a bye week, and then he's got to get revved up and ready to go against uh you know, maybe a Cincinnati, you know. Um, mm-hmm. that would scare the heck out of me. So you want the one seed because you don't want to have to go on the road for an AFC championship game. And to me, that's why not just beating Miami, but winning every single game here on out. Like, is Kansas City going to trip up again before the end of the year? Maybe not. So you've got to stay that half game ahead of them. Yeah, so the, this is the schedule for the Bills for the last three weeks of the season. They're, they, they have two away games. They have one home game. So they're at Chicago on Christmas Eve, that's going to be a tougher game I think a lot of people expected because we saw what the Bears did against the Eagles last week. They yeah. held that explosive offense to only, what, 20 points? Mm-hmm. And they're at the Bengals, which is going to be 
which could great game. decide. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great game. Yeah, That's fun. a Monday nighter, I believe. Right? That yeah. is a Monday nighter. Yeah. Yes, it is. That's it yeah. is. And then the, and then the final week of the season, they're at home against the Patriots. And I expect the, I expect the Bills to blow out the Patriots in that final week. Mm-hmm. I think the I think the Patriots. I'm, I'm just saying this as a as an objective football fan, not as a New York Jets fan. I think the Patriots will be out of it because they're playing the Bengals next week. Mm-hmm. I think that I think the Patriots will be out of playoff contention and they'll just be riding off the rest of the year trying to get a, trying to get a good draft spot. And I think Buffalo blows them out. Kansas City, meanwhile, has uh, their against they're playing the Seahawks. They're hosting the Seahawks. They host the Broncos and they're at the Raiders the last win, week win, of win. the season. They yeah. definitely win against the Seahawks. They definitely win against the the, the Broncos. Broncos. Yep. The Raiders are kind of on that fringe. They're on that fringe right now mm-hmm. where they're on the outside looking in, but they're not far away in terms of, of a playoff berth. They kind of, I think they're still in it yep. uh, with, with the rec- with the record they have. And that Chandler Jones saved their se- saved their bacon, saved their season with that. Jacoby with that. Myers. I said saved the Patriots their saved their season. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Jacoby Myers. Chandler Jones just took what was thrown <clears throat> right at him. So let's talk I've never about seen the, anything like that. Never seen yeah, anything like that. Let's talk about this page, this Patriots game. I was at home. I was visiting my dad. I was doing some, I was doing some chores around his house and I stayed around for the afternoon games. Uh, he took a nap, woke up just in time to see that ending. And we're just kind of looking at each other and go, what just, what just happened? And I got to give credit to our credits too. New England as bad as their offenses, their defense kept them in the game because mm-hmm. As usual, Derek Carr throws a pick six <laughs> just to keep things interesting. And the Patriots battled back. They and Raiders tied the score with uh, less than two minutes left. And now the or actually less than a minute left, excuse yeah. me. And then a very controversial kind of, call, too. Like there just very was, controversial. I, I, I don't call. think he was in bounds, but there just wasn't a camera angle that proved he wasn't inbounds. Right. Um, so they no. had to stick with the call on the field, which is fine. I get it. Call on the field yep. is what it is. Okay, you can't prove me wrong, then I must be right, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. If if you're a Patriots fan, you're apocalyptically crossed at that call, but the call is what the call is. So yeah. listen, they're owed from the tuck rule. They're owed. Yes. I mean and that thank you even, Ashley. That doesn't even <laughs> close to get them back, but they're owed. Now we come to the final seconds of the game. And, Ram- and Mac Jones gives Ramondre Stevenson the ball. Ramondre Stevenson breaks a couple tackles. He's got a few Raiders around him. So he decides to flip the ball to Jacoby Myers. And Jacoby Myers, rather than running out of bounds and taking the tie and go to overtime, he decides to run around, throw it back, a backwards pass to Mac Jones, which is subsequently picked off by Chandler Jones, who stiff arms, who, I who mean, plants threw, Mac Jones into the him. ground. He just, on the way to the end oh, zone. And then... Not- not only is it like um, inexplicably a bad decision to throw it that far back, but like if yep. you were throwing it, you know, 20 yards back to uh, Tyreek Hill, okay, what is yep. Mac Jones going to do with that ball once he catches <laughs> it? There's there's nobody behind him. He, he can't can actually throw it forward. According, actually, he could throw it forward because he's behind the line of scrimmage. There was no pass on that play except for the backwards pass. Yeah. I think that's the rule. You can still pass it because it's behind the it's line like of scrimmage. A, you like never the had a pass. Ultimate flea flicker. Yeah. We, we would have, yeah. We would have to look at that. I, I don't, I, I truthfully don't know. My, my, th- here's my thought whether or not the rule is the rule. Once 
Stevenson runs the ball 15 yards down the field. You should no longer be able to uh, allow to throw a forward pat. Maybe you are, and we've mm-hmm. just never seen it before. That would be a bad rule. They would have to change that rule, like a flea flicker. It's, See, but a flea flicker, it's I don't very, really ever... it's very Canadian football league for sure. Yeah, they ever crossed the line of scrimmage in a flea flicker. It's close. It's close, but yeah, okay. So my question to you is, to both of you, and we can we can we can we can discuss it. Is this the single worst play in NFL history, at least no. for this week? Oh gosh, no, no, no okay. I don't think so either. You've uh, seen Leon let do what he did a couple yeah, times to me yeah. twice, to me, once in the Super Bowl. But... The boneheadedness of like dropping the ball before you I get saw to Deshaun the line. Jackson drop a the showboating ones to me are far worse. Like Jacoby Myers meant well, as crazy as it sounds, and I did think about this, like. Listen, at no point, and I just kind of put myself in their shoes, at no point in that situation do you think, oh, this lateral play is going to go so wrong that the Raiders are going to score a touchdown. At the very worst, we get tackled, no big deal. Mm -hmm. Like nobody thought like, hey, don't do this because we don't foresee the ball going 20 yards backwards over Mac Jones' head. Like you just don't think in that way. So I understand like people get all bent out of shape that it went wrong but you're trying to take advantage of time on the clock and an offensive possession that the Raiders don't currently have. You mm-hmm. can do this, try to do it without going to overtime. The benefit of it is it doesn't work. You go to overtime. The negative is if it goes real wrong, you're not going to overtime. And that's what no. happened. Like the ultimate bad <sighs> thing happened, but who foresaw it? No one. Like things Nobody. have to go so, so wrong for it to happen. I just think like it, it, th- things have happened that have been – in my mind, dumber on the parts of the players than that. Like, it was a mistake by Jacoby Myers. He shouldn't have done it, but, like, he was ultimately trying to do what he thought was best for his team. It just kind of went so sad. Yeah, he's he's trying to make a play to help his team win the game. Uh, the showboating stuff is, is boneheaded. Yeah. It's absolute boneheaded. Um, I saw Odell Beckham Jr. pretend like he was a dog peeing in the in the end zone. That's, that was that's, that was Elijah Moore when he played with Ole Miss. Yeah, he did that. It's too. a lot dumber than anything Jacoby Myers has done on a football field. I, I hear what you're saying. It's like, how does it happen? You know, prisoner of the moment yeah. where it's the last thing we saw. But there was a Monday night game early on in Deshaun Jackson's career in Dallas. And he is, it's, I mean, McNabb throws him an absolute bomb mm-hmm. and he's about to walk in on a 60 some yard touchdown and he drops it at the two yard line and starts celebrating. It's like, well, dude, you weren't even in yet. Um, that, that is, oh. you can't even explain. And I'm all for having fun. Like yeah. I've had yeah. friends of mine who are, who aren't even as old as me, be the old guy in the room. Like I'm tired of these guys celebrating a meaningless tackle. I'm like, let them have fun out there. Like whatever they're playing a game, right. let them celebrate. Let them have some fun. We complain about the NFL, not allowing players to have fun. Let the them no do fun league. You're allowed the to no do fun it. League. But when you are prematurely celebrating, there's another premature thing you don't ever want to do that. This is, this is like it too. So, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, dude, you know, Myers is trying to make a play to help his team. It just wasn't the right play. Yeah. No. And, and, <laughs> Belichick can't cut him because he's too valuable to that offense. Yeah. He's basically oh, the only gosh, receiver no. and then, Mac Jones has. That would send the wrong message. Yeah, it's yeah, a lesson. He's gonna, he's he'll gonna, never they're going to take him behind. Yeah, they're going to take him He'll never do something like that room. again. Everyone mm-hmm. on the field will rethink that play and think, oh, remember that time that we did this crazy play? Well, let's just take – I'll take a knee. We're going to go to overtime. Get out of bounds. Get out of, or get out of bounds because yep. there's no time on the clock. Right. We'll go to overtime. We'll decide. Yep. We'll let ten next 10 minutes of the game decide it. Yeah. 
Now the last team we we kind of focus on locally, my New York Jets. Oh, why are you gosh. upset? Why are you depressed about the Jets? He said the last team we focus on. No, but he but yeah. there's a there's a there's a depressed tone with the Jets here. A little bit of a depressed tone because I feel that the they're still in the playoff hunt. I'm I'm not begrudging that, but this was a winnable game. This was a winnable game by every stretch of the imagination. But I'm very confused about this New York Jets team because of because of Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. And I had hopes. I mean, I know Robert Sala and Joe Douglas are trying to justify that number two pick in the draft in 2021. They want to make it work, but I don't feel as if Mike LaFleur wants to make it work for Zach Wilson. He's not playing to his strengths when, when they're running the ball, he does better because the weight's taken off his shoulders, but when he's trying to do too much, that's when I feel Zach Wilson gets in the trouble. I felt that he, he sailed a lot of passes over his receivers' heads. He's taking sacks. That offensive line, oh my, oh this that, that drives me even more crazy because they cut they got no push against a team who was allowing 140 plus rushing yards per game, mm. and he only run for 50 yards. They got to have a better game plan than that. But well, you know, look things. Things started to look, things started to look bleak for the Jets um, when they lost Brees Hall for the season. I and thought, Elijah Vera Tucker too. I thought, okay, maybe maybe this team isn't going to ascend this year the way we have kind of bought into the idea that they may. Then things went off a cliff when Zach Wilson acted like a petulant child, mm-hmm. um, which he probably just still is. Uh, but yeah, here's I. I, this is what I find interesting about what you just said, Rye. Zach Wilson was the number two overall pick. He has all of the physical tools to be an NFL quarterback. He may be a little on the short side, mm-hmm. but he's got a strong arm. He's mobile. He's not afraid to take some chances because he has that arm talent that you hear people talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's accurate when he wants to be. Okay. So then be. want to be. Here's my thing. <clears throat> I I I am not going to buy into um hey the play calling isn't conservative enough for a guy that's got all the tools in the world. This isn't mm-hmm. Taylor Heineke. This isn't um Brock Purdy. This is like the Niners are taking more chances down the field with Purdy. The the, the I think the Jets have a real problem like does Garrett Wilson want to play for Zach Wilson? I think that might be a real issue in that locker room. I don't think any of there these guys was, want to play for Zach Wilson really personally. I mean, Will was yeah. Garrett, you could say, showed up his quarterback on a crossing route that Zach missed in Sunday's game. Now, Garrett may have just been ticked off that they didn't convert, but I think he was upset with the inaccuracy of the throw. Mm-hmm. I think there's more here that it's – I love the Jets and the way they've built this thing and where they yeah. could be headed. And I would never say this about most teams – you just have to figure out the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Usually I say you got to start with the quarterback, right. but the Jets right now just have to figure out the quarterback. And if you want to, if you're Robert Sala and you're Joe Douglas, you cannot worry about the investment made in the second overall pick. You have to worry about keeping your job. And, and that is room. getting the, the right quarterback yep. in there. Exactly. I don't, I don't exactly. care what you've invested in a second round pick to a second overall pick to say, well, we picked him two overall. We have to let him play. The NFL doesn't work that way. Right. The Other NFL is get the guy. And that's in their biggest 
who's going that's, to help you win now. That's going to be that's going to be the biggest issue for the next, last three weeks of the season. They've got they've got Jacksonville, who's a dare I say they're a wagon right now uh, yeah. on Thursday night. Then they're at Seattle. Then they're at Miami. You but, have to win all three of those games. Jets, and maybe you're you're a fan of the team, so maybe you view this differently I, than I, I do. am. A, I am a fan of the team. I <laughs> if I'm the Jets and I'm a Jets fan and I'm Jets front office and I'm a coach. Now players are different. The last thing I'm worried about is making the playoffs this year because I'm really? not going to win a playoff game, most likely. I'm letting Zach Wilson play every single snap of the final three games. Let's find out what he's got. Let's give him the opportunity to sink or swim. And I'm not saying he has to be 3-0. and I'm not even saying he has to be 2-1 and or 1-2. and He could be 0-3. But I have to see him play as if he's capable of being a starting quarterback in this league in the final three games. And the only way I figure that out is by him playing every snap of the final three games. The Packers will likely never know about Jordan Love because they're still making a playoff push. If I'm the Jets, I'm not worried about making the postseason. I am playing Zach Wilson all three games, every snap of the game, as long as he is healthy. And let's see if this truly is our guy. If it isn't, then we might need to get creative in the offseason to figure out if we can somehow get Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay or if we can get Jimmy Garoppolo out of San Francisco, whatever. You just I would rather know going into the, this offseason, Wilson's our guy or he isn't. And you have to yeah. learn those things in these final three games. But do I, you? I'm just not sure that you do either way. I think if he plays all three games, you you give up on him already. Like, if he's not good enough for you, mm-hmm. you're giving up on him now. Yeah, I, and, I just and, don't think they will. I think they're going to drag it out. And, and I think the reason that you're disappointed, and I think I have other Jets fans, friends who are disappointed, is some of it is like a little bit of fool's gold for me. I think this happened to the Giants. It happened to the Jets this year. They got good fast. And we saw glimpses of how good both teams could be. And there, the expectations were inflated. And I think at some point you have to kind of realize like, okay, better is good enough. Better has to be mm-hmm. good enough for the Giants and better has to be good enough for the Jets. You can't expect greatness from either of these two teams. But I think that's that's the problem. It's working against them because now there's this pressure on for this Jets team to make a playoff push and to be great. They're not great. They're much better, and that has to be, like we said, good enough. Now go figure out the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Decide yeah. if he's your guy or if he's not because you're good enough to win now with a good quarterback, but you don't and, have one yet. And, and Robert Sala made made a point yesterday. He said he said to the, something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, about how this is an instant coffee yeah. type of culture when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL, and it's – Dare I say he's right, he's right. Yeah, but sense, guess what? That's toxic. the it can be, that's you coaching. Yes, that's true. You and, got it. And for us Jets fans, like I said, I got I'm a Jets fan, admittedly. Seen a lot of heartbreaks and a lot of quarterbacks come through that locker room over the past decade or so. Uh, actually, over the, the course of my life as a Jets fan. And we don't know what's going to happen for the next three weeks of the season. Are we going to see or do we do they want to go to the playoffs or do they want to just see how this quarterback see what Zach Wilson can do, and that's my know, look, I don't biggest fear. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's. I get the instant coffee, yeah, generation. Um, 
you probably saw the NFL sent this memo out to its team saying, hey, you all are spending more than $800 million on front office people and coaches who are no longer with your team. Like maybe give them some time or put a little more thought into the people you are hiring. And don't spend so much but, money. But but the Giants are paying three head coaches this year. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, you can only keep one on the sideline at, at a time. So you're paying Shermer, Judge, and Dable all to be your head coach this year because – they were quick to react to the results they weren't getting. But not only that, Shermer didn't win, and so that was that. But Mm -hmm. the Giants, I believe, reacted to the Joe Judge situation because players weren't responding to him. he didn't have the locker room. Right. How's that going with Zach Wilson? Right, it's the same thing. And this is my thing. It isn't like... Hey, let's give the guy time to grow into being an NFL quarterback on the field. I got a feeling this guy's a bad teammate and immature and mm-hmm. spoiled and selfish and, and all of that. Now, can you change that before you have to make a decision on a fifth-year option? Like, Salah can say all these great things about, hey, we react too quickly. Okay, but guess what? You're already technically into year three. Okay, we got three games left a year two, Zach Wilson. We are now into year three. And you are going to have to make a decision at the end of year three, because that's where the Packers are with Jordan Love. At the end of next year, you have to decide, are we picking up his fifth-year option or not? And I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, that comes a lot faster than Robert Sala may want to admit. Like, I get that he's defending his guy and all that's good, but this isn't the outside pressure. This is internal pressure. You need to decide a year from today if you're picking up a fifth-year option on a rookie quarterback contract. That's... That's not easy. And I would yeah. say today, no, we are not. The Giants didn't, Giants didn't pick it up on Daniel right. Jones. And Daniel Jones is a good dude. Daniel Jones yeah. is a good teammate. He just He's had a great bounce back here. Of this a, a sixth overall him. pick. That's all. Yeah. yeah. I, and, I think, right, too, the thing about the locker room is, is that you need to – you have to think about it's one versus how many. If he has divided the locker room to a point where mm-hmm. people – say 70 even in the locker room are going to feel like, well, you're back in this guy. This isn't the team I want to be a part of. It's the, if this then becomes that kind of problem and you're either a not going to get free agents to sign with you or B not get the current guys you have to resign with you because they don't feel like this is the situation that they want to be in. Well, now you're going to lose other talent. I'd rather lose the number two overall pick and improve myself there then lose the rest of what they've built because the rest of what they've built is really good, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. And if you get a guy like Brees Hall back, all this comes back next year. But if you don't have the locker room because you choose Zach Wilson, then it's not going to matter. Ultimately, yeah. the long-term project is not going to work. No, I, I actually wrote, it's funny. I wrote a I wrote a, a article on BillyUpSports.com on Saturday talking about this situation with Zach Wilson. He's got four games to prove himself. And as of as of 15 minutes ago, uh, it was announced that Mike White is not active, so Zach Wilson will start on Thursday. Yeah. I mean, White he's has... Uh, are broken they, are, ribs. I mean, they're broken. He's got broken ribs. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> Why would you come back he's to, been to He's been to every doctor under the sun, including Dr. Mantis Toboggan, Dr. Fauci, Dr. You know, every, <laughs> the MASH, the crew of MASH. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't play. Yeah. Every doctor. He's like, no, not really. But he'll start. But I wrote I wrote something to the effect of, okay, you've got four games to prove yourself, and if you can't prove yourself, now he threw for 317 yards last week, but that was off of 18 of 35 passing, so almost 50%. You can't be you can't throw in this league. You can't be an ac- considered an accurate quarterback in this league if you're throwing 18 of 35. The, the but, new number now in the NFL is 70. 
Yep. You have to 70%. You, you, 63. I remember, I, I mean, I'm old. I remember when 63 was good. You Me now too. Have, <laughs> you have to be at 70. I mean, 68 will, will get, but 70 is the number now where NFL teams are like, this is an accurate quarterback. It's wild. Well, so yeah. much of it is like the shovel. Like the the pop pass, that like yep. and, but, the, the and Mahomes that under, like, underhand pass, the Mahomes, yeah, the Mahomes softball just passes, the yeah. game of statistics as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you also he's also in a system that can he can he can use that to his advantage. Mm-hmm. So I, I wrote basically at the end of the article. I wrote I said this is the biggest this is the prove it year for him because free agency is coming. You got Jimmy you, as we as you mentioned. Both, both you mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent. Like a, they, he knows the system because it's like almost the exact same system that they use in, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. They brought it over to New York. Lamar Jackson's a free agent. I can see tagged, the Jets. Though. That's the thing. He'll get franchise tag. Uh, he, uh, yeah, you could, you could be, you got a point there. You got a point there. Well, if you're Baltimore, you just can't let him leave the right. building. My guess is there will be a contract extension. It may not be a pretty process. Um, it could be a tag and then an extension that comes, uh, but there's no way Baltimore is letting Lamar Jackson get away. Just I just can't see that happening. Yeah, understood, understood. Yeah. But this is this is uh, prove it. You know, step up and step up, step up, young man. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, it's funny because I think we all came into the in the off season, at least I did, thinking like, all right, well, this it's obviously the prove it year for Daniel Jones because this is it for him. And yet, mm-hmm. all the talk has re- revolved around the guy who already has his rookie contract and Daniel Jones has done enough to maybe get a new contract. I, you know, I don't know that he has, but no one's talking about it. What do you do you with Daniel I mean? Jones? No is, one's that a, stuck. is that a franchise tag on Daniel Jones Probably. or do you, or do so you find a, a small little three year contract the, that, you know, pays him 20 a year right. instead of the 33 on a franchise I mean, yeah, tag. The franchise tag is so expensive. Right. Yeah. The, I think they, I think if, I mean, Saquon's also a free agent too, but right. I think I think they're gonna keep him long term. Take out the he, checkbook for that guy. He mm. he won't get Zeke. He won't get Ezekiel no. Elliott money, but he'll get paid. Like those actually, Saquon and Quinn Williams are the two guys in New York who are going to command the most money in the free in in the free agent market uh, because Quinn Williams, he's having a monster year. You yeah. Love that guy or himself. what? Love awesome. him. Best. I I'd say probably. Top two, three yeah, interior, interior linemen in all no of doubt. NFL. Yep. You know, Aaron Donald, Fletcher Cox, Quinn Williams. Those are my three. So speaking of spending sprees, <laughs> we're going to talk about a little bit about Major League Baseball and its free free agent spending spree. Uh, we saw what the Yankees did. They kept Aaron Judge. They brought in, um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He's a left-handed pitcher. Carlos Rodon. Rodon. Yep. Carlos Rodon. Thank yep. you. I thank you. Yep. I was thinking uh, uh, to stabilize their their rotation. The Mets. Uh, let me again. We're talking about the three local teams here. So the Mets bring in Justin Verlander, but they lose Jacob Degrom, and the Red Sox are curiously not spending a whole lot of money this offseason. Justin Turner, that's about it. Justin well, Turner, and that's it, for two years. Well, they, <laughs> well, they signed Ken Lee Jansen, which makes... It, I've, I've, I've come to learn that maybe the number one rule in building a baseball team is unless you are going to win a lot of games or Why you are a closer? contender, <laughs> you have closer? no need for a closer. So they signed right. Ken Lee Jansen, who's mid-30s, um, it's still very good. Two years, but they go two years and 
30 some million dollars on him again on a team that isn't going to invest to keep Xander Bogarts um, has not done well in the trade market um, in terms of what they got back from Uki. But like, this is not a team that's going to win. And you still don't have Rafael Devers locked up. So, J.D. Martinez is no. out. So why like, are you bringing they also, they also signed the They also signed arguably the best player in Japan, Mas- Japan yep. Masataka Yoshida, to a mm-hmm. five-year deal. But he's also 29 years old. Yeah. So, And you're uh, not going to win in that division. Toronto and New York are much better than you. And Tampa probably is, too, just because Tampa always figures mm-hmm. out a way. Like, could I name 10 guys on the Rays right now? No. But they will, they will win. Win eighty-five plus games, they always do. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, yep. But let's talk about Major League Baseball free agency. Which team do you think is winning free agency right now? And I can make an argument that the Padres are winning free agency based on the couple, based on one of their side. They they bring in Xander Bogarts, but what are they going to do with uh, with uh, Fernando Tat- with Tatis? Mm-hmm. Uh, as uh, they're going to move him to third, going to move him to second. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. Yeah. Uh, you can say Texas won free agency, but nah. with, with the ground, but they still have a lot of pieces yeah, to fill they, in. He doesn't. We talked about this on our show, too. He just doesn't make them. He doesn't put them over the top for me. And they're spending a lot of money on three guys. And I still don't think they're all that good um, as a team for us, at least for me. I think we kind of both had agreed on this on our show. The Mets and the Phillies might be the class of the NL. And obviously, they're in the same division. So that that doesn't bode well for Chris's Braves, who have not done much. They've lost a lot they of lost, Yeah, they lost yeah. Dan, Dan lost Swanson to the Cubs. And haven't signed a lot of talent. Um, and everyone else in that division or the two other teams in that division who matter have gotten much, much better. I think I think the Mets and Phillies have kind of separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the Yankees, um, I know he's still technically considered it was a free agent, but you keep Aaron Judge. So all you you've to. done, the only the only change they've made to the team is is Rodon, right? I mean, am I am I forgetting somebody else? No, they, they uh, Andrew Andrew Benatendi went to the White Sox. They right. didn't, they didn't keep him, but they but they but they, they for Harrison Bader. It's a lot of they resigning so, for them. It's the same but, yeah. team plus Rodon. Rodon. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. Okay. Yep. Fair. Um, the the Phillies went to the World Series and had a two one lead over the Astros, and now they are markedly better. better. Um, Taiwan Walker yeah. gives them another starting pitching option right. on top of two Cy Young candidate level pitchers in Wheeler and Nola. And then you have to like, I mean, I, I just started to learn about some of their other rotation guys late in the year as they were making that charge. Um, they have Ranger Suarez, who ha- who pitched well mm-hmm. down the stretch and in the postseason. 
and then you add Walker. You're in pretty good shape if you're Philadelphia. And then, in my mind, you've added the best free agent shortstop. It isn't Carlos Correa. I like Trey Turner better for the short term. People are going to say, well, he's going to lose his speed when he hits his mid-30s. That's fine. I'm only worried about the next three or four years. And Trey Turner changes that lineup so dramatically in my mind that the Phillies are now the favorites to win that division. And I think probably to come out of the National League, we'll see kind of where the Dodgers stack up here when all is said and done. Um, but I think that change of, of the Dodgers losing Turner and him going to the team that won the National League last year uh, is a big deal. We also didn't talk about beyond you know Verlander, what the Mets have done here. The Mets... The rotation's good. The Mets are not only going... For it all this year, they're going to go for it all next year, and the year after that, and the year after that, and the year after that. Well, they're going to lose. I mean, they're they, going to lose. This is the starters, this but. is the new George Stein, Steinbrenner. Steve Cohen is Uncle the Steve. new George Steinbrenner. This guy is is going to be relentless in the open market. He's worth seven billion dollars. He has no issue putting together a team that's payroll is going to be upwards of $330, $350 million. Um, it's not going to work every year, but damn, they're going to scare some people every offseason mm. because they're going to add some of the best and biggest names every single winter. So beyond Verlander, they they, they keep Nimmo. Um, Senga. They they have, they, right, they bring in Senga. I mean, they bring in David Robertson to help out the bullpen a little bit. They keep Edwin Diaz on a big contract for a closer. Uh, this is this is a really, really good team. Yeah, and, he, and we can't forget the Houston Astros. They they reloaded. They bring in Jose Abreu from the from the White Sox. Great they move. signed him to a long-term deal. It's a, it's a, again, great move. They lose Verlander, but they still have one of the best pitching staffs in baseball regardless. So my, and my biggest question is, regard, in terms of the Yankees, are they trying to get back to the World Series or, or are they just trying to get past, past Houston with these signings? You know, I don't know what they're trying to do, but it feels like their MO every year is like, let's just run it back. And I know the addition of Carlos Rodon is not just running it back, but it's pretty darn close. When you've added one significant name, because I'm going to count Aaron Judges. He was already on your team last year. If they lost him, well, then that would have been a whole different story. But he's back, so you are what you were with the addition of Carlos Rodon. I just think, like, you're running it back with, like, all right, we'll spend a little extra and see if we can shore up our rotation. But to me, they haven't done enough. They're not good enough to beat the Astros. They might not be good enough to get out of – whether it's the wild card or the first, you know, the second round of the playoff, like they might not be good yeah. enough to get through the division series. Yeah. So Cleveland, Cleveland if they would even see the Astros. Cleveland of all enough. teams, Cleveland of all teams took them to five games in the wild card mm -hmm. last year. And I, I, even after they said, everybody wants us, we want the Astros. We want the Astros. Like I didn't want the Astros. No, I, I never <laughs> want the Astros. I did not want the Astros. Cause I knew what they would do to them. And it would be, it would be, it would, that season would, had to go down in flames especially with the start they had then they had that miserable august where basically your judge was your entire offense and the mm -hmm. pitching went to mm -hmm. went to hell and uh, pardon my english and they had to get september just kind of get back on track we i i'm i'm still kind of lost as to what aaron boone is doing to with this team well, I kind of I, I compare him. I compare I compare him to Brandon Staley in the NFL, and that they're two guys who use analytics way too much, and they don't have enough they don't have feel for the game like a yeah. Dusty Baker does. 
But this is Cashman. Yeah, I was going to say I'm blaming Cashman. You can only you can only deal with what you've got, and and whether or not you agree with his managerial style, mm-hmm. I just think like Cashman's the guy who's going to say, "Hey, go sign this guy, this guy, and this guy. Here's all the money mm-hmm. for it," and they're not getting it. I'm, obviously, the money doesn't come from Cashman himself, but he still has to approve all those moves. They're just not getting. They're not making the moves other teams are making, and and at the end of the day, then you have to live with the results. Yep, and I also the, think you know. Yeah. Look at the American League overall. Who scares you? Houston. Only only Houston. Okay. Honestly. So, so if you... If and you maybe not, Toronto. Maybe. So I'm Seattle's with you. getting better. At some point, Seattle's maybe. getting better, too. I think they're still... They, they, they're a yeah. year better than they were supposed to be. Fine. But if you're, if you're in the position of the New York Yankees right now, regardless of the changes or improvements you've made, if, you, if you're going to say to me, this, the Mariners scare me, we got other problems no, here. Yeah. Now, Toronto, I'll buy in because at some point, I have to believe that talent is going to ascend um, and they're going to become a long-term problem. The signing they missed was Nimmo. I thought Nimmo would have made Toronto a really good lineup. And I thought that 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 should have been a maybe he was a target and they just didn't get him. Yeah, Kiermaier. But Houston's it. I mean, the American League is not good, people. I know, it's but not good. But then you have to make decisions. Like, if at the end of the day, all you're saying to yourself is, "Are you good enough to beat Houston?" The answer is no. So go get good enough to beat Houston. That's what every team in the NL did. Yeah. They all said, "Like, hey, I'm going to go get this guy and this guy and this guy, or at least we're going to try." The Yankees don't do that. They just say, "Like, all right, well." What are you going to do? Coach this team to be better? That's not going to happen. Like they're they're as good as they are or as bad as they are. You ride the roller coaster during the season, but they're not going to be significantly better than they were last year. Think about it. Like, and uh, this will be my final point on the Yankees because uh, they're not. They didn't make the World Series. I'm tired of talking about them. Um, second baseman is not good. Shortstop is not good. Third baseman is well beyond his prime. He's not very good anymore. The catcher is not good. The center fielder, I'm assuming it's Hicks, is not good. Um, well, it'll be Judge. It'll, it'll be Judge or Bader. You're gonna yeah. put a $40 million man at his size in center field? Not me. Not me. Well, then it's I'd Bader. put him in right. He, he, Judge has to play right field. Yeah, then it's I mean. Bader. It's not Hicks. Okay, fine. I mean, it's a lot so of money sitting in left or on the bench. Okay, so I'm paying right. a not good center fielder $10 million a year to, to sit on the bench or, or play left. And and Giancarlo Stanton probably gets. Too much criticism for being the left fielder that he is. He's not awful, but he's not very good. Like this, this just isn't a good roster, guys. Like they're gonna win ninety-three plus games, mm-hmm. but despite the, Aaron Boone, what Aaron the Boone expectation talking. shouldn't be that they win the World Series. Yeah. The it, the expectation should be maybe we make the playoffs. Cole, Rodon, um. Who else do you love in that rotation where yeah, you feel I really mean, good? Tyone is now gone. Um, again, it's just who's your closer? Yeah, Chapman Severino. is completely flamed mm-hmm. out. You're are we are relying on Holmes to close games in big moments? It, it again, they're wearing pinstripes, so we get jazzed mm-hmm. about it, and they're paying guys a lot right. of money, and that's cool. <clears throat> this is not a very good roster. Period. No, and at some point though, I, I you may get DJ LeMahieu will insert himself somewhere, and in, in, and whether it's he takes time he away from Glaber at second, though. or he takes time away from Donaldson okay. at third, or they True. shift IKF out of that position, they will be better somewhere in the but, infield because of DJ LeMahieu yeah. and in the lineup right. because of DJ LeMahieu. I mean, DJ LeMahieu's got to save that team. True. LeMahieu's got to stay healthy. I think they bring up Volpe. 
uh, next year, yeah. try to, to compete yeah. with IKF for that shortstop. Right. I think that's third why base, they... third base. You got to think of some, you got to think of, you got to think of a plan for third DJ base because there. DJ could play there for sure. Um, but also got to think of the future. You got Jason Dominguez, who's growing up, he could mm-hmm. play in the next, maybe this year or next year. Mm-hmm. You get that kid. They, they get that, the left-handed Aaron judge who they drafted from Vanderbilt last yep. year. Yep. He's in the way he's, he's a couple of years away, but he's still going to play at some point. So also, I the think roster's- uh, we kind of failed to mention and, and maybe, so maybe Hicks doesn't play left. Oswaldo Peraza is going to, he's a, a full-time yes. player in that lineup. Yep. I mean, he will not yeah. he come out of that lineup last year. this year. He was really good for them. He's a good outfielder. He, I think was improving in the, in the lineup in terms of his bat. So there will be guys, and I hope they do that, Ryan, because I'd rather fail and try some of those guys than mm-hmm. not try. And then at, on the next year, when we come around to 2024, we're having this same conversation of like, well, maybe we should bring up Volpe. Maybe we should bring up Dominguez. Maybe we should try and see. Let's try now and see if they're better than the options you have. And then you know, okay, IKF isn't coming back next year. We don't need Glaber Torres. He's not the guy that we thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Let him go somewhere else, change the scenery. But mm-hmm. let's bring up those guys, and and instead of talking about them, let's see if they can do it. Because Peraza was really good; they gave him a chance. That's sometimes yep. what you need to do. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, look, I can buy into the the youth movement, youth and unknown mm-hmm. of the Yankees more than I'm going to buy into the known mm-hmm. of the right. Like we we've seen the movie for the yep. last five and six years. Correct. And it hasn't worked, right? Like you get to game seven in 2017 in Houston, (laughs) okay? And the whole approach and strategy has been, well, let's just try it again. Well, let's just try it again. Well, try it again, try it again, try it again, try it again. Guess what? It's not it's not working. So I, yeah. I will I will say more positive and nice things about the of about what I don't know mm-hmm. uh than what I've seen. Yeah. And 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 the thing is also too, I, I maybe I'm speaking for other Yankee fans out there, but Yankees fans patience is only last so long. You've gone 13 seasons without a world series or yeah. even a sniff in the world series. So I guess we, it's Cabrera we, that would play the outfield, not Peraza. I confuse my Oswaldo. Oswaldo Cabrera. Oswald. Yeah. Cabrera. Yeah. 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 Peraza but, was yeah. good too though when they, that he didn't play as much, but mm-hmm. Cabrera was the one who we saw a lot more of. Sorry. Yeah. So, but no, that's okay. That's okay. But yeah, our, our, I mean, as a Yankee fan myself, uh, Yankees the Jets, patience. huh? Yeah, That's yeah. My brother, yeah. Yankees Jets. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna take a quick ad break for our friends at Invader Coffee, but when we come back, we're gonna talk some Capital Region headlines for a little bit. So stay tuned for with no credentials required. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee for the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler. Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air-roasted, 100% money-back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, and receive 15% off your order. All right. Yes, please please visit Invader Coffee. Uh, that's what I've been sipping on for the entire time. It's unfortunate. Uh-huh, okay. Unfortunately, my mug is empty, but they're uh, Great holiday name. blends. They're Invader holiday Coffee. blends. Yeah, their holiday blends are excellent. Hmm. Excellent. Cool. Okay. So... 
Actually, I do want to visit this, the comment section real quick before we All move right. on to Capital yeah, Region. Bring them on. Here we go. Oh, they're not bad. We, I've got I've got intelligent fans. Let's just say that oh, I've got an intelligent right. I've got good. an intelligent watcher. Ask watch some of them face. to watch us too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, hey, Honorado <laughs> and Company Thursday mornings at ten on YouTube. <laughs> go ahead and check this check that show out. I don't know if they have the show this week, but if they do, yeah. we do. Hey, there you go. No weeks off. No weeks off for you guys. <laughs> We got a lot of comments here from uh, my buddy Cole Johnson from Cole Sports with a Z. He says, Yankees fan wants a ring now. The approaches the Astros do not do is not what Yankee fans like. He's And this is a, an Astros fan himself. So he's, he definitely definitely knows for sure. Okay. Everybody uh, wants a ring now, Cole. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody wants Especially when we don't have one since 2009. Yankees fans are... They're we're, a different breed. We're looking for one for sure. Uh, he also says the Yankees must restock their farm systems. They want to compete with the Astros. They need must draft better and grow grow some talent. There. Yeah, but they have it. That's they what we just it. talked about. They That's have it. The, we the Yankees have it. farm system, I would argue, is as good as any farm system out there right now. So go use it. And that's kind of what we're saying. Like that they're they're good enough there. They just haven't used it the right way. Yeah. And we're gonna go back to we're gonna do uh we're gonna do a. a uh, walk back to our NFL NFL comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor Locke says, "Once you throw your team, it's talking about Zach Wilson here. Yeah. Once you throw your team under the bus, it's nearly impossible oh. to earn that trust back." You're right. And uh, and actually, Cole says, uh, "Cole says uh, teams have pulled the trigger and dropped the quarterback like a bad habit and done less to lose a locker room." Ravens in 2000 did that. became It became Tony Banks, who mm-hmm. very fast mm-hmm. because the defense didn't like or trust him. And that's where you have. Trent Dilfer, Trent Dilfer. Mm-hmm. Sure. Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I, we talked about Sal upset. You know, it, it is instant coffee. That's the whole world now, though. And I just think, like, don't complain about it. You live in it. You adapt. It's like the NCAA and coaches yep. dealing with the transfer portal. That yeah. it's, it's how the world is now. And despite and, all that, if I were a Jets fan, I am very optimistic about the future. Yeah, me too. Very. Yep. And and some people like instant coffee. Let's just let's let's say, well, but not Invader Coffee. Not, not, not on this coffee. show. We don't. No, not on this show. Invader not coffee, on this show, baby. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, some Capital Region headlines. We're going to talk about the Firewolves. We just started their home season the other day. Talk about some NCAA and maybe some more some maybe some more Capital Region uh, headlines. Miscellaneous. Yes, exactly. Actually, we're going to start with you, but the Albany Firewolves. Uh, I haven't made the I haven't made myself down to the arena yet, but I'm going to try. You've I'm only focusing missed on one, football. So you're good. I've only missed one, so I'm okay. Yeah, you're okay. Good. <laughs> but I've noticed I was noticing during the offseason there was a lot of turnover. Lots of turnover. The uh, Firewolves lose their top four scorers. Joe mm-hmm. Terrence, he signs with Philadelphia. Andrew Hughes traded. Riley O'Connor's traded. Ryan Banesh is traded. Jacob Ruay is traded. Jacob Ruay is traded, which is Everybody's sad because traded. which is sad because Jacob Ruay's mom loves my videos on my Twitter account when I make the videos. She loves them. The Jake thing. And he's got a fun name. Yeah, Rue. Yeah. The, the Jacob thing was, um, it had to happen. He was moving to the west coast of Canada, I believe. So it was like a, it was a lifestyle trade for them. The NLL is kind of good about trying to make that stuff happen. So it, it was a, a good thing for both. Not, it wasn't a good thing for Albany, but it was a good thing for Jake. I, yeah, I, and I was a little confused as to some of the moves. But actually, you're you are at the arena more often. You have a closer. Uh, I guess you say relationship with that fan base as being a, a sideline reporter during during games. What was the thought of doing of making all these moves? Was it was it just to bring in a younger younger team, or was, yeah. it, was it a was it a cost saving uh, uh, thing? No, I mean, I mean it was, was it was it? to get younger and to acquire draft capital, Ryan. Um, okay. So 
the domino, it, it was all a domino effect. The first domino to fall and the one that I think stunned the organization was Joe Resseterit signing with Philadelphia. I that think they would domino. honestly tell you they had they, no clue that that was going to happen. They told us. And on, they franchised them. They franchised them too. Yeah. They, they told the us on our show them. that it became a domino effect when Joe signed elsewhere. They were kind of like, well, blow it up. Here's the reset button. Yep. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what, what they did was when Rez left, it was like, okay, let's, let's find a different approach now. And think about that was a guy who was second, I believe, in MVP voting to Dane Smith. Um, yep. He was the offense, and this was an offense that revolved around Joe Reseteret. So when that guy leaves, I don't know that they felt they had enough without him to do to run it back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, the idea was trade these key pieces. They loved Andrew Q, loved yeah. him, absolutely loved him, but knew that they could get good stuff back for him. They get a guy like Ethan Walker from Georgia and they get draft capital. They got a ton of draft picks, which they will then use on future talent. And I think that was the thing. They wanted to get younger, which they got significantly younger, and they acquired mm-hmm. a lot of draft picks. So it was all Joe Rez happens, and then everything else is the trickle-down effect. But like, like you, I was shocked. I, I saw the names just keep happening, and I thought, holy cow, this team is going to look nothing like it did last year. And it it does look nothing like it did last year on the offensive side of the ball, but they brought everybody back on a defensive side, uh, on the yeah. defensive side, which was a really good team last year. Yeah, and now they also lost Joe Nardella to a season-ending ACL injury. Yeah. That's going to affect them even more. That's my a game biggest, changer. That's definitely a game changer. And my biggest fear, this is my biggest fear, and I know Albany fans with professional sports, we can be very, I hate to use this word, fickle, fickle about, yeah, yeah. We 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 lose French we lose pro franchises as quickly as we bring them in. I know. So how detrimental of an effect does this have for I would dare say the future of the NLL in the Albany area? Nardella? Yeah. Uh I would say the this uh this entire the the entire offseason and Nardella, like losing yeah, all I, those guys plus Nardella. The offseason I think is fine. Uh the NLL, I think we're going to quickly learn, it, it, those of us who aren't super familiar, the NLL is unlike any other league. It's not like the NFL. It's not like the MLB. Teams change players, and I think they do it a lot. They do it a lot okay. more than we would think. Um, I mean, Ryan Banesh has played for every team under the sun. They call him like yeah. Mr. Suitcase or the Suitcase Man. Teams get our Players get traded a lot in this league. Some of it is geography related. Some of it is just, I I think it's, some of it's cost saving, some of it's youth. It it depends on your situation, but that is not super strange. I don't think. Yeah. Ryan Banesh, if if you're an NHL fan, Ryan Banesh would be like the Mike Sillinger of the NLL. He's like, he's the guy who's traded the most times in NHL history. (laughs) Ryan Banesh has played for just about everybody, including the New York saints and the Detroit turbo. And, uh, Back in the day. Oh, anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, I just but, think it's not all that uncommon for the NLL, so fans will have to get used to that a little bit. It won't happen every mm-hmm. year, but they'll have to get used to seeing new faces. But I think if they're better, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, if this is if this becomes a better team this year, then it doesn't matter ultimately mm-hmm. who plays. The Nardella thing. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I think, listen, we talked to Coach earlier this week, and he did not downplay the effect that Joe Nardella would, missing would have because he knows how important he is. He downplayed a little bit the position, the face-off position, but I think we quick, quickly realized Coach said, you know, Nardella changes what we do offensively as a whole because we put mm-hmm. offensive players out there around him knowing he's either going to win the face-off or he plays really good defense. Um, yep. He is a lacrosse player. He's not a face-off specialist. And that's where he's different than every other player on the planet. He's different than a TD Erlin and a Trevor Baptiste who don't play as much. I'm not going to say they're not lacrosse players. They don't play as much on the field as a guy like Joe Nardella does. But we saw where the indoor game, the face-off doesn't matter as much because of the turnover, the quick shot clock. He said, it will matter if we get into a close game down the stretch. Well, guess what? They were in a close game down the stretch, and you saw it matter. You saw you saw a 5-0 run, I believe, by Rochester. They would score. They would get the ball back. They would score. They would get the ball back. Obviously, you can't give up those goals, but when you can't win the faceoff, you can't stop the bleeding. And then at the end, mm-hmm. you're in the final two minutes. You need the ball, and you can't get it. So it will, it will certainly have an effect, and there really is just no real – like Coach said after the game, there's no real free agent market for them to go get a face-off specialist. So they're just going to kind of have to piecemeal it until Mike Byrne, who is their second option, is healthy. At that point, he will then take over, I think, face-off duties, but he's not healthy either. So they're in a tough spot. Yeah. yeah. But let's see. Let's, I'd say wait and see. This is definitely a wait-and-see approach for sure with the Firewolves because yeah. they're getting health, trying to get healthy. It's, it's early in the season. They've only played two games. Yeah. Definitely I wait hope, and see more. I hope the fans go and watch and respond. We've talked about this so often. This is a lacrosse town. They love you, Albany. Yes. They love Siena. High school lacrosse is as good as it gets in New York State Huge. Um, yeah. in Section 2. So they love lacrosse here. I just – you got to see if it translates. I don't know if it translates. The River Rats had a – the River Rats back in the day didn't have a problem. The Albany Devils have, had an attendance problem. Sometimes I think it's just this market is tough – to get people to go to these. And I don't know why. I don't know what the answer is, but I hope they latch on because it's a good product. And the sport of lacrosse here, like we said, is people are interested in it. There was a lot of kids there, which I think is kind of your demographic. That's huge. huge. Play the game, want to watch the game. And if that's who you get in the stands, fine. Kids and their parents. That's great. Yep. That's that's absolutely for sure. And I I hope, I mean, I would say the Albany empire also had that kind of, 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 uh, of a following. the curtains, I mean, the, they've blocked off certain sections because mm-hmm. they want to fill a lower bowl right now. But I think with, and we're going you know, in terms of sports in the Albany area, they're bringing back the rebound nets. They got Ironman football, which is the way it used to be when the Firewolves w- were in town. Mm-hmm. I hope that brings back a lot of fans. I, I, I want to see, and I, I'm a big proponent of local sports, especially local pro sports. I want to see local teams succeed professionally, especially professionally. Especially professionally, Albany, the Albany Empire, they're bringing they're bringing it back. I want to see the Firewolves succeed. I also want to see the Thunder up in Glens Falls. I want to see them succeed too. 
They don't have a problem. It, listen, they have a problem. Their record is a problem currently. Right. They don't have a problem getting anybody in the stands. Never. That that town right. is as hockey and sports as it gets, but that's where it's kind of like, well, what are they doing that isn't happening in Albany? You know what I mean? Uh, Albany is a very college and high school-driven sports market. We've talked about that before. You can mm-hmm. fill the arena for Siena. You get good attendance for you, Albany lacrosse, things like that. High school is, does really well. Pro sports in Albany is a little can be a little bit of a struggle if you're not the Firebirds of the 90s, the Albany Attack, the River Rats. That was a different era. It seems like yep. things have changed a little bit. Maybe I should do like a dissertation or a research project on it because I don't know the answer as to why. Hey, if you need a hand, let me know. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived in this area for going on 38 years. So, All right. So yeah. I know the history. You have the answer? <laughs> I, I, you're new to the area. <laughs> I mean, not um, new, but you're not a native. I mean, I even I, remember the Albany Choppers who were all of here for like a hot minute and a half. So I that's how far back my knowledge goes. I have no idea what the Albany Choppers are. What I think they is were the, they were the uh, International Hockey League. Um, mm, okay. They played the Knicker, the old Knickerbocker. You know, uh-huh. uh, you know <clears throat> I hesitate to even speculate because you know where the comments go after this. Uh-huh. When it's minor league. I understand how this area would view that as being subpar because while I may not go to a lot of Yankees, Mets, Giants, Jets games, it only would take me two, two and a half hours to get there if I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, or they're just always on TV. Or yeah. I've got, I'm watching streaming stuff. I've got yeah. kids' events. It's, it's like so. To me, and I know we do this, and I'm guilty of it too, is it's like our 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 immediate comp is a team that was here 20, 25 years ago. Yeah, things have changed. Yeah. You, you can't. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be like, hey, <coughs> why, why did it work two years ago and now it isn't working? Well, with a team like the Empire, it's the league itself and the potentially the level of talent right mm-hmm. of, of guys in that league oh talent is talent is pair is a tantamount to the results in the field they've they're that's a talented team they got guys from back in the old afl days who are still playing uh chris uh, uh um brand cse he's still in town darius prince a, I, AFL legend staying with I didn't the realize that. right right tweet. prince is an absolute beat so why did it work when it first came back in terms of attendance i'm not talking about victory and and success and all that stuff why was the attendance so great two three years ago compared to now and i'm not saying Is i have the just answer because it's new <laughs> you know I, what I mean? I, it could be the it could be the league it could be yeah. from the pandemic it could right. be economics which yep. I, yeah i know it's a little bit of an excuse but i hate, it's a tough I hate question. to say it but it's a definitely a tough question yeah I mean, I mean it could be the location too um all downtown Albany, not a lot of people go down to downtown yeah. Albany. A whole Glens lot. Falls has survived over the test of time because it's, you know, it's right in their backyard. They don't maybe feel like they need to travel to go do it. I mean, it's five minutes down the road, the parking, whatever. And, and they feel, maybe they feel an attachment to it, but the Red Wings succeeded. The Phantom succeeded. The yep. Thunder. The I mean, they've thunder, changed the, names. the Thunder, the, the Frostbite, the Ice Hawks. The leagues change. The leagues change, but they're still The support. fans haven't. Yeah. No. Right, we'll always and, have hardcore yes, hockey it, it fans up there. Drop from the AHL to the ECHL, right? And, and they're still there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess you what do. We're is props to the Glens Falls fans. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, uh, Cole Johnson is now a fan. Chris and Ashley are a breath of fresh air. Ryan, great guest, man. Hey, when you got friends who are good nice connections cool. who want to talk sports with you, you bring them <laughs> we're, on. We're always into talk sports. You bring them on. And uh, IHL, wow, it makes me think of the Houston Arrows. Yeah. It's, oh, man. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. And also, Cole also says, Chris, I live currently live in Nashville. When it comes to the NBA, that's the mentality. Three and a half hours to Memphis, three and a half hours to Atlanta. You also yeah. have the Predators, too. We love Atlanta. Or we love uh, Nashville, sorry. Love Nashville. I love, it. I love Nashville, too. I, yes. I didn't, when, I, when I visited there in 2012, I almost, almost didn't come back. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible it's amazing. city. Yeah. So locally, we're going to, and we're going to, I know actually you have to go, but um, pretty soon, but we're going to wrap things up. I just want to talk to Instagram. Yeah. Ryan and I aren't working. No, we're not. I, I don't consider this work, by the way. This is this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do want to press on the topic of the NCAA. Uh, what are some things with the Siena Saints basketball team, both men and women, U Albany, hockey, RPI, Union? Their their seasons are getting are getting uh, ramped up a little bit. So what which what what kind of uh, stories are coming out from? Have you noticed actually from all these all these different teams, um, or or have you have you paid attention to? Yeah, I think it's early on both. So we can start with basketball. On the men's side, I think U Albany and Siena have both really challenged themselves. Um, they're, and that's not anything new, I don't think, for the non-conference. Why not go out and challenge yourself? Um, and U Albany has struggled, I think, a lot more than Siena. Look they, at some of these games. Siena's they, won. I know. They, Whoa. Yep. U Albany has struggled, but they had the loss of a guy like Justin Neely, who was the America East rookie of the year last year, who would have been maybe their best player. He's out with an ACL tear. So it, it could be a long season for U Albany. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully conference play changes that a little bit. They're on the road a ton. So I think the biggest storyline out of U Albany is SefQ is being renovated. They don't have a home floor. Their home floor is Hudson Valley. For the women, it's oh. a, a split between Hudson Valley Community College and St. Rose. They're on the road a ton. That's a tough life. Like that, it, the, yeah. t- the life of a college athlete is difficult Hard. already, yep. but now you're on the road a lot. Yeah. So it, it could be a long year for them. Like I said, I, I think cha- things will change a little bit when you hit conference play. The Siena men went down to Florida and it, I think impressed some people. Listen, Florida State is not the Florida State of, of old. And I, I, do, I agree. I don't care. You're beating an ACC team. You're hanging with a team like Ole Miss. Like there is a lot to look forward to. Oh. Um, they won against St. Bonaventure last night. That's a big game for them. A very different. Do you know nice St. Bonaventure is the only team in Division One? It's gonna be good. Not to bring back a single point or minute from last season. Wow. I mean, entirely new. Transfer portal. Transfers. Yep. They got banks from St. Peter's. Mm-hmm. Like it just looks mm-hmm. like an entirely different team. But that's un- that's that's unbelievable. Wow. Point or minute. I mean, you're no player has t- is touching the floor that has twelve guys on a team. Nobody or somebody didn't play. You know, they yeah. have a couple guys came back who'd never played. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Union RPI hockey. The the Siena women and U Albany women. The, actually, the U Albany women were at Syracuse this afternoon. Sorry, this morning. Yeah, early game, game. That game's almost over. Yep. Uh, the U Albany women will compete for another mm-hmm. America East championship. They've got. They'll have challenges from teams like Maine and New Hampshire, um, but they should compete for another title. They've been hurt early on, so that hasn't helped them in the mm-hmm. non-conference. Um, Helene Hagerstrand has been hurt for them. She's working her way back in. 
So that should be a team that I think is better this year and, and should compete for another title. The Siena women are interesting there. I know preseason they were looking it up. They thought they might be the youngest team in all of Division One women's basketball. They their sophomore their uh, captain is a sophomore. Two of right. their starters are sophomores. A bunch of freshmen. Um, some of their best players are are underclassmen. So uh, could be a tough year for them. But I think they're so far they've been yeah, maybe be okay better. Conference. They've maybe been better non conference um, than I thought they would just because of the inexperience. Mm-hmm. But you get a guy like mm-hmm. Jim Jaber. He just coached his one thousandth career game last night. Like. That's a guy who's been around the block who knows how to do it. So, yeah. hockey? You want to talk hockey? Hockey. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was, I feel like uh, I'm stealing all your thunder. No, I'm here on the morning show. So, yeah. I just didn't want yeah. to. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not at these games the, the way I used to be. I, I follow it on the periphery, being uh, on morning news now. Um, but when I see results, I mean, RPI is going to be very competitive in the ECAC, and they should be. Um, mm-hmm. The goaltend, it always for me, it always starts with the goaltending. RPI has that, even gone through all of the transitions they've gone through with transfer portal yep. and pandemic and all that's of the this thing. Stuff, the pandemic right? has like, been tough for them. Yeah, they didn't yeah. play. A, they didn't play a season. They yeah. had people leave. You you had to convince people to come recruit, come there, recruit them, not knowing if they were going to play again right. the next year. Like, and now Union is through a whole other transition with a new head coach, and yep. and uh, you know I, people still lean on, hey, they won a national championship. I, that was 2014. Yeah. That was 2014. A long but time ago, and I'm not saying they but, can't reach yeah. a high level again, but um, they obviously there's work to do in Schenectady, and you have a new head coach. Like yeah. he's going to get time, time. To, to build. But that. the yeah. the one thing that Union's going to have working for him is that they now have division like full Division One scholarships. scholarships. That's going to be a huge yeah. thing for them. Yep. I, I, I I'm hoping there's a along with the pro sports in, the, in this area. Also, I'm looking. I'm hoping I'm hopeful for college sports because now you got NIL. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can bring in college athletes and you know have them show up for an appearance and they can make some money uh, mm-hmm. but they can also improve their draft standing especially with hockey you got guys being drafted left and right mm-hmm. but you can get some guys from canada you can get some guys who played for the u.s uh the, the u.s developmental developmental team if they don't go to the nhl they can <laughs> play college hockey and now you got union who can offer scott a full ride yeah. to to play in schenectady so yeah. and maybe a free I'm, meal at scotty's not a bad hey. thing. Ah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, hey, yeah, it's it's. I'm 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 hopeful for both RPI and Union. Um, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I'm definitely definitely have to pay more attention to the, the local college scene, especially with basketball and hockey. Um, the Union women's uh, hockey team is off to one of its best starts in for I mean ever ever yeah. at the Division One level. They've got awesome. more wins. I. Th- I want to say it's something like more wins already than they've had in like a, a billion years. Mm. Um, they, they're <laughs> led by a freshman by the name of Riley Walsh, who had four game winners in like the first month of the season, already more game winners than anyone in the history of, uh, I always call it a franchise, the school Program. and school history, Program. Program history yeah. more game winners yeah. already. So um, they're doing, uh, they're doing great things. Uh, Josh Skiba is very much involved with the U S a hockey team. Um, so I think yeah. he knows what he's doing and yeah, very good dude. And yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're doing good things. And it, the RPI union rivalry is always fun. That's when we paid the most attention to it. Um, and on the women's side, it's great too. Yeah. They're, they're, the union union is currently nine, nine and one and they're That's, three, five and one in the, in the ECAC. So yep. yeah. But I, that, I mean, we, I did a story back when they were winning two to three to four uh-huh. games a year. Uh-huh. 
a year. Yeah. And they're nine games. They've won nine games and they're only, you know, eight games into the ECA, uh, ECAC season or whatever it is. So they're much improved, which is good for them. Yep. Yep. Let's watch out. We're definitely watch out for, watch out for the for Dutch women. The Dutch women. <laughs> That's for sure. Hey, my mom's Dutch, so she'll like that name. All right. <laughs> So we're going to wrap things up here. No credentials required. Uh, I want to give you both the floor to promote your stuff, uh, shows, social media, where people can find you. So I'll give you the floor for the next couple of minutes. And go ahead. It's your show. Go ahead. Uh, it's our show. It's it's not, not my <laughs> show. It's called Honorado and Company. Um, and we live stream every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. on News Channel 13's Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You can find us there. Just WNYT News Channel 13, um, those social media handles. Um, and we are what Ryan does here. I mean, it's a great exploration into the digital space that so many of us are having fun with. Um, it doesn't feel competitive on any level. There's so much bandwidth for all of this um, that we enjoy being able to take an hour a week to talk sports the way we want to do it. Yep. Um, so you can find us Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. If you are not a big social media person, then you're probably not watching this. But right. I'll tell you anyway, <laughs> you can find us on TV Saturday nights Old at school. six on my four yeah. and Sunday mornings at six on News Channel 13, which I will say I am beyond pleasantly surprised how many people See it. 6 are watching TV Sunday morning, sometime in that 6 a.m. hour. Little coffee, newspaper. And us, and apparently. Us. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, could Sometimes. be up all night. Quick, could be up all night from the bars. Could you be know up what? Yeah, we'll, we'll take that shift. I mean, hey, However viewership is viewership. That's right. We don't judge the shape in which you come to see us. Uh, if you are there, we're happy to have you. And every single week, we try, you know, to bring on a guest that uh, is going to hold your interest, either in the sports world. We've had comedians, actors, yep. singers, singers, um, anything you can imagine. We have interests that are well beyond the world of sports. So we try to incorporate that into the way we do uh guests as well yeah mix it yeah. up we do picks that are very bad bad so don't come for the <laughs> nfl picks don't listen to us well. but we like to uh, embarrass ourselves in that way at least i do mm-hmm. that's okay i've had a i've had a few freezing cold takes of my own on this program so you, you're not the first or sure. believe me. we don't claim to be experts in this that's we right. just claim we just to have an opinion like, like everybody else yeah, yeah we exactly. like it yeah. Opinions are like belly buttons. Yeah. Everybody, well, most, a, people have, most people great, have them. <laughs> there's a great line in the movie, The Wedding Singer of Adam Sandler, and he says, well, I have a microphone and you don't, so you will listen <laughs> to every word I have to say. And that is really the humble approach that we take oh, on Honorado yeah. and Company. Or you won't listen. You'll turn us off and you won't listen. That's up yep. to you. <laughs> exactly. It's up to you. All right. So we're going to close things out. Again, I want to thank Chris Honorado, Ashley Miller, WNYT Albany, NLL coverage, Honorado and Company Thursdays at ten. It's it's. Thank you for having. I uh, appreciate you guys coming on. on thank a thir- you, brother. On a Thanks for having chilly, us on a chilly uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, before we leave, just gotta remind you about our socials on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at NoCredsReq, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsReq, YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsReq. No, no if you're watching on YouTube right now, give that give that smash yeah. that like button. Smash Boom. responsibility. Smash responsibly though. On the podcast side, again, Spreaker's the home base. We can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever you podcast. Also, rate and review. Five stars is always preferred. And if you leave a review, I might even read it on the air. 
So gotta leave be, five. You gotta leave five. Gotta leave five. Be kind to your Uber driver. Yeah. Rate high. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Exactly. And be kind to your local podcasters too. Right. Rate high. Rate high. So we're going to wrap things up for no credentials required. Again, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Again, Ashley Miller and Chris Honorado. I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thanks for watching this special late morning, now early afternoon edition of No Credentials Required live show tonight at 7 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Belly Up TV. Um, we got, a, I guess, both Dustin and I have special outfits for our live oh, stream tonight boy. so you don't want to miss it you special don't want to background miss it. special outfit background special outfits it's a christmas theme it's a christmas program so oh. we're gonna we're going all out so merry christmas for, merry, merry christmas, christmas to everyone you guys and thanks again for watching we'll see you tonight at seven Suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non invasive, non surgical, and drug free. Start your journey to a pain free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303 292 9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.